My friends, Merry Christmas. We can still say that for a few more hours, right? You know, uh, so yeah, Merry Christmas. You know, our Christmas season is coming to an end, and I hope you've been tracking our three kings as they made their way across the sidewalk, starting at Mary and now coming to that uh, nativity set by our front door and tracking the other three kings inside as they uh, made their way through the vestibule and are now uh, comfortably in our nativity scene because they have arrived. Today is uh, this great solemnity of the epiphany of the Lord, one of my favorite days of the liturgical year. For epiphany means unveiling, means manifestation, it means striking appearance of Jesus Christ, of course, God in the flesh. This solemnity, of course, is often called Three Kings Day, but that really is not complete, is it? For it's only the beginning, only the beginning of the unveiling or the epiphanizing of Christ. First, of course, today through the three magi, through the three kings. Tomorrow and Monday we'll have the baptism of the Lord where he's revealed as a second person of the Trinity. In year A, we will get the wedding feast of Cana next Sunday and where he reveals his mission and just the extraordinary power he has over creation and then the feeding of the 5,000 and on and on. Well, this year for us, uh, next Sunday we'll get Behold the Lamb of God. We'll get the calling of the apostles. We'll get uh, the Lord revealing uh, him to us in a special way. Today's solemnity is just the beginning. The beginning of the epiphany, a celebration of the manifestation of Jesus Christ as the Messiah, the Son of God and Savior of the whole world. And today, like every day, really, I suppose, we are called today to make a choice. To bow down and worship the King of Kings like the Magi did, in humble confidence, sacrificing our time and our treasures to our King. Well, we do have the choice to bow down to the world, which leads us to self-centeredness seeking of pleasures of the flesh, to apathy, and ultimately to emptiness, the choice is always ours. You know, note how the characters in today's gospel react to the encounters they have with Jesus. Herod reacts with hatred and hostility. There are those who would gladly destroy Jesus, would gladly destroy his church, because he and his church interfere with how they would like to live their lives. Makes them uncomfortable. Sin, after all, is very enticing. Picking up our crosses can be quite difficult. The chief priests and the scribes we see, well, they react now at least with some indifference. They should be studying the word. The Christ child they knew was going to be born in Bethlehem. And now someone says he was, and they aren't curious about it. Didn't make the slightest difference in their life, this indifference. The Magi, though, these non-Jews, come with adoration. They come and place their gifts at the Christ child's feet and are totally transformed by being in his presence. The Magi first came to give, like all of us, 
That's why we come to Mass, right? First to give of ourselves. They gave gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Their gifts unveil who Christ is. Our gift reveals who we think God is. God is a symbol, a gold is a symbol of royalty, reveals Christ as our king. Frank incense, frankincense, is used in worship. It's a symbol of our Lord's divinity. Myrrh is that an aromatic spice that's added to oil, right, is the most radical of all the gifts. It was used to anoint Jewish priests. It was used to consecrate the tabernacle when they wandered through the desert. But of course, we also know it's used to anoint a body for burial. Myrrh was a symbol of Christ's humanity and that he came to take on our suffering. He came to die. As God, he could reach from the beginning of time to the end of time, but as God, he could not suffer. But in his humanity, he could take on our suffering, physical, mental, and spiritual suffering, and redeem it on the cross. Myrrh reveals the extent of God's love for us and what he's willing to do for us, that total self-gift the cross. The Magi set out on the same spiritual quest that all of humanity is on. It's a search that is literally built into our human nature. The Magi's search led them to the precise place and the exact who that they sought, only to discover that their Savior sought them too, and that he had been waiting for all eternity for this moment of grace. The Magi were very skilled at reading the stars. They were very good at finding their way. The stars were sort of a map in the sky for them. And every year at this time, when I meditate on this incredible solemnity, I'm always reminded of a book that I read while I was in MBA school. Perhaps many of you have read it. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It sold millions and millions of copies. Stephen Covey speaks of paradigms in this important book. These are models, these are theories, these are perceptions, these are our frames of reference, right? It is how we see the world. It's how we perceive the world. He calls these perceptions our maps, maps. And he asks an important question. Suppose we had the wrong map. I mean, suppose we were trying to navigate through Washington, D.C., but we had Dallas's map. We could change our behavior. We could try super hard, double our efforts. We could be more diligent, double our speed. But our efforts would only succeed in getting us to the wrong place faster. Or we, of course, could work on our attitude, right? We still wouldn't get to the right place, though. Perhaps we wouldn't care. We're just super happy at times, I suppose, but uh, we would be lost and perhaps are in a very precarious situation. My friends, the world is trying to give us the wrong map. Contemporary maps, these philosophies, are filled with so many errors. The world tries to tell us to be individualists, right? What is in it for me? Such an important question, they say. They want to make us hedonists. If it feels good, then I ought to do it. The world tells us that our map should be one of minimalism, 
What is the least possible thing I must do to become a saint? But follow these maps, my friends, and we will be lost. Jesus is the way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And when we follow him, we will never be lost. Kids, if your map, if your map causes you to think that your dignity is somehow determined by the number of likes you get on Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook or whatever social media platform you are using and not on the reality that you are loved, that you are beloved son or daughter of the Heavenly Father, you will never ever be happy. You will never find the peace and joy that you desire, that he desires for you. It's this disordered map that causes so many to think there is no way out. My friends, if we do not know that we are heirs to the kingdom, if we do not know that we are heirs to eternal life, we cannot make sense of the suffering that surrounds us. We cannot make sense of so many things. Cancer, infertility, and on and on. Suffering then becomes a roadblock to us, a roadblock to peace and joy. When we download the right map, the map of Jesus Christ to pick up our cross, then these difficulties become not roadblocks, potholes, difficult, yes. Our journey is rough at times, but it is still something that we can navigate through. So many do not know who God is and what he has done for them. It is not surprising then that there is so much violence in the world. So many have the wrong map. So many do not know God to be a God of love and mercy, and that his mercy has triumphed over judgment. It's not surprising then that so many are seeking fulfillment in many unhelpful, harmful ways and are lost because they have the wrong map. Many do not know that God is the eternal map maker. It's no surprise then that there's such confusion. We don't know who we are. We've lost our way and do not know what it means to be human. He reveals himself to us. He draws us to him so he can then reveal ourselves to us. How can we overcome loneliness and depression, addiction, and so many uh, difficulties of our human condition unless we know that we are his? We are his, and we are heirs to peace and joy. We are heirs ultimately to eternal life. My friends, we will always be lonely if we think that Jesus ascended into heaven and he left us alone. We will always be driving in circles. Our life will make no sense. We'll never find peace unless we know that he and the Father sent their spirit upon us and the church. He sent their spirit upon us to guide us, that he ascended into the sacraments, and that he is right there, always. He's always right there in the tabernacle waiting for all of us. If we're often retreating into the fantasy world of our phones, and we all do it, right? We may never discover that invisible movement of grace that is more real than anything we could possibly find 
on the, our phones or on the internet. It's especially right here in this Holy Mass where God is physically present for us. This is like the easy pass. We can overcome so many difficult things. It's the surest way to heaven. You know, Pope Benedict XVI said that the Magi set out because of a deep desire, which prompted them to leave everything and begin a journey. It was as though they had always been waiting for that star. We too, at some level, my friends, have all set out because of a deep desire. We desire peace. We desire joy. We desire happiness. All of us desire to be fulfilled as a human person. This is ultimately our search for the Lord, our search for God. And please, God, our desire, our seeking has caused us to leave something and begin a journey, to begin a spiritual journey, and that we are encountering the someone that can give us peace here, and he's always been waiting for us. And in that encounter, he's unveiling, he's epiphanizing, if you will, himself to each of us. My friends, it is time to get busy. Each of us has seen Christ start, it's rising, and have come to do him homage here today. We even went through a traffic jam, right? We've set out and please God are overjoyed at seeing the star. And we've entered his house, the house of God, and prostrated ourselves before him and are doing him homage as we are opening the treasure chest of our hearts and minds to God Almighty. And now it is time to truly act upon the grace act upon the grace of being here in his presence. My friends, in order to reach our desired destination, which, please God, is heaven, we must have the right map. We must learn to read it correctly. We must arm ourselves with a spiritual plan of life that helps us download that right map and helps us to correctly read it. So let's develop seven habits of highly effective Catholics. Catholics that live in peace and joy, I'll go through them quickly, right? Maybe you can add them one mass a, month, a week. We can add a confession monthly. We can do a daily rosary, we can do weekly adoration. We begin our day in prayer. Perhaps if not already doing that, start with five minutes. We can all end our day in prayer, simply examining the day and giving gratitude for all the graces we received, and we can all do some weekly mortification. Giving up something for the Lord, some good in our life, whether it be food or social media or on and on and on, we can all do this. You know, my friends, when the Magi experienced their epiphany, when they encountered Jesus, they departed for their country by another way. They encountered him and were forever changed. I pray your experiences of epiphany have left you forever changed and that we travel, all of us, by another way, by the only way. My friends, what are the gifts you bring to the Lord here today? What are the gifts we will bring to him throughout this week? And who are we being called to be a star to, to be a star at its rising to? Surely our family members and friends, our coworkers and classmates, there are many people, no doubt, in our lives that the Lord is calling us to. Who are the people 
The Lord is asking us to shine his light upon this week. Be not afraid. He's here. He's right here, calling us to be his light, instruments of his love and mercy, calling us to reveal him, epiphanize him to another. May God be praised in our generous response throughout this week. Amen.